0: Uh, i'll exhort you with uh, several scriptures and then we believe go to pray uh, i th- I thought I'll just continue with what pastor has been laying uh before us heavenly perspective uh, because I think if you look in uh, at our lives in totality that's what we are called to we are called to have a heavenly perspective throughout our lives on this earth, and so tonight we'll look at a couple of scriptures. I'll start with Psalms 118. It's in the NLT. Psalms 119, verse 89, uh, says, uh, uh, "NLT Psalms 119: 89." Okay, we'll move forward. You can use your gadget so that we can move quickly. It says that your eternal word, O Lord, stands firm in heaven. Your faithfulness extends to every generation as enduring as the earth you created. It's such a to word, this. Your eternal word, O Lord, stands firm in heaven. Your faithfulness stands extends to every generation as enduring as the earth you created. Our stability in life hangs on God's eternal word and his faithfulness. Period. There's nothing to add, nothing to subtract. (laughs) The only way we will make it is based on the word and the faithfulness of God, not us. It's him, his word and his faithfulness. That's, I, I believe that's why Jesus would say in Matthew 4.4, 4, that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Why? Because he recognized that the word of God is the stability of the walk of faith. Without the word, there is no faith. Literary, because faith hangs on the word. That's why Paul, uh, uh, the scripture will tell us, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So it's the word of God is the rider, is the the rider of the life of stability. Listen to Acts 10, 34 to 35. Uh, We'll read it in the New King James Version and in the Passion Translation. Acts 10.34, New King James Version says, Then Peter opened his mouth and said, In truth, I perceive that God shows no partiality, but in every nation, whoever fears him and works righteousness is accepted by him. The Passion Translation says, Peter said, Now I know for certain that God does does not show favoritism with people but treats everyone on the same basis. It makes no difference what race of people one belongs to. If they show deep reverence for God and are committed to doing what's right, they are accepted before him. So we see again here, that the rider of the stability of the life of Christianity doesn't regard your age, your race, your background, wherever, whatever you have done. Once you catch it and you start working on it, you are accepted. Because he accepts us based on his word and our obedience to the word. So then I'll be right to say that no generation has enough excuses. Not to be in tune with God. No generation, it doesn't matter, no generation has enough reasons or logic or excuses not to catch the life of the spirit and to have a heavenly perspective. Okay? Why? Because his faithfulness is enduring. That's why the Bible uh, uh, started by telling us forever, O oh Lord, your word is settled in heaven. So what makes God faithfulness? Because his word is unchangeable. It's forever settled in heaven. And his faithfulness is enduring. That means it's, uh, 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 his faithfulness is ever ab- available irrespective of what we face in life. So if we are Uh, hanging on the word of God and we are responding to the word of God, then the faithfulness of God will always find us in the circumstances that we are at and our lives will keep moving forward. So then I can rightly say that none of us has an excuse not to walk in heavenly perspective, isn't it? Because it's not too far from us because it's hanging on the faithfulness of our God. I still look back at my, my youth age, let me call it youth age, because I believe I was a good kid. But when I came to... <laughs> when I read somewhere, <laughs> when I read somewhere, in my generation, my company, not the entire generation, the company that I was in, we found many ways and reasons to reject God. That's not because God was not present, god was very present but we found reasons to reject god yet there are others who chose to obey god and you know what happened they maximized their seasons of life and their lives pushed forward i keep telling my kids there and my my biological kids the reason i'm very tough is because i don't want you to waste your opportunities like i wasted mine and so I tell them, my life is a book before you because I want you to ask every question you can ask. And I will tell you the answer to those questions you're asking because I want you to escape the, 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 uh, losing the opportunities I lost. Okay? So, uh, you know, there were others in that generation that were serious about God. They were following God while we were wasting our opportunities. We were pursuing vanity, literally. My youth youth age from, let me say from 18, 17. I finished from four at 17 years because I started school early. I went to college. I finished, I can't remember, around there. And between 17 to 31, God have mercy. Mercy. I'm telling you. I I hear pastor saying, and I'm like, oh, how? Mm -hmm. If I was your age mate, we would have been meeting there. (laughs) <laughs> I'm, telling, I'm telling you because we were pursuing vanity to us, to me and my friends and my company, what was cool was vanity it was called cool in the gang it was called Donna Sarma. it was, I'm telling you, it was vanity so we were being escorted to hell on a high of a school and it's the same that is happening in this dispensation Why? Because the enemy is so intentional to derail. But the beauty of the stability of the word of God is that it is still available. So even this generation has no reason not to walk in heavenly perspective. And the people that chose to follow God in that generation, it wasn't very smooth for them either. It wasn't. It wasn't smooth, because I remember like the college I was with my mad company, I mean, we were bullies, I think. Now, in hindsight, I'm thinking, oh, God have mercy. What what were we thinking? Because we would look at Christians and like, my goodness, they're so boring. To us, it was a boring life. And we were vocal. Some of us were vocal about it. There were some who were gracious, but some of us were like, how can you waste your youth And little did we know that we we were the people that were wasting our youth there. So it was not easy for them, but they, 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 they made the choice and made the sacrifice of the inconveniences. And that's what Pastor was teaching us about that. If you're going to walk in the realm of the heaven perspective, then there are things you just cannot do. There are things that they they are okay. They may not be evil, but they are not. You can not just do them. I was I have a friend from UK that we speak a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, and she's actually older than me, and she's married, but we communicate a lot because of, of some things that happened in her life. So I guide her along. So last evening we were speaking about an hour, and then she was saying, so. But, she was saying, "What are you doing for Valentine?" I said, "Oh, there's something like that tomorrow at uh, literally, I don't know why, you know. Forgive me, all of you, but I—it's not in my radar. You understand? Not that it's bad." So I said, "Oh, there's something like that, <laughs> like that." And then I—then she said, "I said now, I, now I'm going to church tomorrow evening." I said, "Oh my goodness." That's good. I said, and what are you doing? Then she said, me and my friends, we are going to a Rod Stewart concert. I said, seriously? You are born again. You are born again. Uh, Rod Stewart, I don't hate him. He was a very good musician. He would sing, you know, those blues songs. But you are born again. So what are you going to do in that concert? It's not evil, but what is the benefit of that comfort? of that uh, uh, concert, and actually it came about because she told me, you know, I booked this concert, me and my friends and their husbands, and it is expensive, and then she told me, but you know Ruth, I I know I shouldn't go there. And then she said, but I don't know what to do. Then I asked her, do you want to obey God or do you want to obey your friends? I said, but it's too late to cancel. I said, no, it's not too late to cancel. You just don't appear. And then she said, but they paid so much. I said, this, that's the price you're going to pay. It's you who is going to refund them the money. She said, oh my goodness. It's four couples. I said, "Mm mm-hmm. I said, but what will they think about me? I said, they already, they've already thought about you. So the next thinking doesn't change you, but you, disobeying the Holy Spirit is going to change you. So I said, are you seeking for the depth of the life of the Spirit, or are you wanting to be a people pleaser? So I'd ask us the same question, Are we willing to pay the inconveniences that the man of God is telling us to be able to be in the forefront? Remember one of the things we were praying during the prayer and fasting. Lord, let Victory Faith Church be at the forefront of what you are doing in this age. So there are things that are happening, but it will call people that are willing to sacrifice what it it says so my i left my friend in not a very good place after havana i said i don't know what you will do you ask me if you didn't ask me i wouldn't have told you but you ask me so this is what i think so you decide what you do then you call me on friday so i'm waiting to hear what will happen but i hope she makes the right decision you understand? So I say that to say that there are things that are not evil, but what is the outcome of it? When Pastor was talking to us about consecrating our lives, one of the scriptures he dwelt on was everything is a permissible, but not everything is beneficial. So we need to be able to scrutinize to know this is permissible, but how will it benefit the kingdom? not just benefit you, because you can say it's beneficial to me. Now we are looking at heavenly perspective. Heavenly perspective is inclusive. So there are things you will not do, not because of you, but because of the company that you keep. Remember Hebrews talks to us about that. There is a company of saints that are watching us. And our lives ought to be a light that is set on a hill. So there are things you will have to allow to inconvenience you because even if it's okay for you, it is not okay for <laughs> for the body of Christ. You understand? And if it is not okay for the body of Christ, most likely it's not okay. Most likely it's not okay for you. So I want us to look at that word, endure. That His faithfulness endures forever. The definition of the word endure is to remain firm without yielding we want to experience that heavenly realm we have to remain firm without yielding it's to bear up under hardship or persecution that means it's not going to be a walk in the park but because our God is on our side we will endure because we know what the outcome will be when the Bible, uh, uh, that scripture says that his faithfulness endures forever, it means God f- faithfully manifests his word at all times, in whatever situation. So we may be going through a persecution, but his word is the guiding light. So as we keep looking to the word, we see the entry to, uh, to come out of whichever tunnel we may find ourselves. But this is the theme. The word of God has faced opposition throughout generations. It has. I said, my generation, we tested it, we failed. But thank God for the mercies of God. We were captured before we, we went too deep and reached hell. <laughs> and here we are, by the mercies of God. It has been tested in every generation. Ecclesiastes 1.9 says, you don't need to go there, it's, it's, I just wanted to reference it, it says... History merely repeats itself. It has all been done before. Nothing under the sun is truly new. Nothing. Murder started with with Cain as far back as that. So murder, the slaughter of young little girls didn't start just because the news highlighted it. It has been all along. Evil has all... The Word of God has faced persecution. Homosexuality didn't start with this generation. It's only amplified because there are all manner of amplification. And there is human rights. Sorry, human rights. That's all I, I will say. It started, you read Romans 1. It was there. <laughs> Remember the ages that went to rescue Lot? It was there. So it didn't start the other day. Alcoholism didn't start with us because that was my thing. It didn't start with us. It started with a lot. He liked his bottle. When he went, his little girls realized, it's only us three that left. This generation has to continue. And they say, let's make a plan. The guy likes his bottle. So there is nothing new under the sun. The word of God has always faced persecution. But who are the people who overcome? The people who stand firm. They are, they endure whatever temptation comes our way. Why? Because our God is also enduring in faithfully and surely ensuring that He supports you. so you get the right support to be able to overcome whatever it is that you're going through. So the magnitude of evil that this generation is facing cannot negate God's word. It cannot. It cannot, so we can't act like we are defeated, that we are defeated, parents, and we are defeated. What shall we do now? The youth are hooked uh, to what? No, we are not defeated. The one that is overriding us has all the power. That word is forever settled in heaven. In heaven, there is no darkness. That's where there is zero prison. There is zero murder. There is because why? The word is applied. So if we apply the word in our lives and in our homes and in our communities and wherever we find ourselves, that word will transform. But it calls for a people who recognize I am working the works of God. That's where we fit in. God is faithful, his word is faithful, but his people have to collaborate to be able to do what they are required to do to advance and push away evil. Okay? Hebrews 12, 2. I'm rushing quickly because I want us to pray. I'm hoping you haven't come out of the mode of prayer. Hebrews 12, uh, 2 to, uh, to 3. In the Passion Translation, please. Passion Translation, it says, we look away from the natural realm and we fasten our gaze onto Jesus who bathed faith within us and who leads us forward into faith's perfection. Do you see the progression? The progression starts by we are fixated on heaven and not on the natural realm. Every time we are fixated on the natural realm, we are overtaken, because the natural realm does not have a continuity. That's why Paul would say the things that we touch, the things that we feel, the things they are temporal, so we are to focus on the eternal things. And then he says that he leads us forward into faith' perfection. His example is this, because his heart was focused on the joy of knowing that you will be his, he endured the agony of the cross and conquered its humiliation. And now he sits exalted at the right hand of the throne of God. So when Jesus is, is asking us, beckoning us to move forward, he's calling us to a place where he's already conquered. He's seated. He has overcome, and that's why we have no reason not to overcome. The scripture tells us this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Our faith overcomes. It's not a faith that is defeated. It's an overcoming faith. So it says, so consider carefully how Jesus faced such intense opposition from sinners who oppose their own souls so that you won't become worn down and caved in under life's pressure. That's about enduring. We are a breed that endures. We are a breed that whatever is thrown at us, we overcome. Why? Because we have a heaven perspective. It can be painful here on earth, but this earth does not inform heaven. Heaven informs earth. That's why Jesus told his disciples to pray. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Heaven is the one that informs earth. So if things are so uncomfortable and challenging and demanding and you're thinking what's happening, stop looking on earth. Look at heaven. Heaven is saying we are, it's only a short time. In fact, Paul said your temporary discomfort. It's but a a, a momentary time before you know we are caught up and we live eternally. So this earth should not deter us from having a heavenly perspective. Okay? Let's move down to verse uh, 12. Verse 12 says, it says, so be made strong even in your weakness by lifting up your tired hands in prayer and worship how are we strengthened in prayer and in worship we are strengthened in prayer and in worship and 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 then it continues to say and strengthen your weakness for as you keep walking forward on god's paths all your stumbling ways will be divinely healed so what is the secret the secret is that we are already focused on heaven we are moving forward if, when we feel weak. The Bible here does not say call Jesus to strengthen you. Did you see? It says, be made strong even in your weakness by lifting your hands, your tired hands, in prayer and worship. So what is the ingredient of our strength? It's the life of worship. It's the life of prayer. It's the life of communion it's a life of consecration it's a life of could be inconvenience in the natural understanding but in the eternal understanding it's not inconvenience it's a building process so your spirit is builded up because your focus is where it's supposed to be so I will say then that help is already deposited within us it's not out there that's why the Bible says his faithfulness is enduring. And he did that. If you read, I think it's in Hebrews 1, either 3 or 4 there, it talks about that at salvation, we were given the Holy Spirit as the seal of our salvation. It's The Holy Spirit that indwells us is the rubber stamp of our salvation. So we already carry God. So our help is within us. Okay? So help is already deposited within us. So as we keep walking forward, then we don't relax the momentum of prayer. We don't. I know we've come out from a time of prayer and fasting. You can continue eating your food, but please don't relax. Don't let go of the gains you have made in prayer. We occupied some space in the spiritual realm. I think it was the uh, the morning prayer, the Sunday morning prayer. I was telling them, please do not agree to move back. If you used to pray 15 minutes, and during prayer and and fasting you were able to pray 30 minutes or an hour continuously, kindly don't move back. Don't move back because you've already gained that territory, so you have to protect it. So, at least, but but thankfully you can eat, but pray. Okay? Don't, if you fast, fast when you want. I'm not commanding you to fast, but I'm commanding you to pray. <laughs> okay? Eat and pray, please. And when you're led by the Spirit, fast and pray. Okay? So, we, we, we maintain the momentum. Why? Because we are still breaking barriers. Or have you broken all your barriers? No, 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 no. That was the starting point. We are moving forward because we are going places we are gaining. Are you joyful to see and to hear the testimonies of what has been happening during our time of prayer and fasting? That's just a tip of the iceberg. There's a lot more that the Holy Spirit would like us to attain as we are in the forefront of what God is doing, even in our nation. So we don't relax our prayer time. We maintain the momentum, okay? And we break barriers. So then I will say that Uh, uh, To what level do you want to be strengthened? What level do you want to be strengthened? Is my question. What level do you want to be strengthened? Help is available. It's within you. We have already seen by the word telling us here that strengthen the weakness and strengthen the weak hands by prayer and worship. So to what level do you want to be strengthened as an individual? Each individual gets to make this decision. Brethren, this is where we are not corporate. This We part company at this point. About strengthening, we you, you part company. I was joking with the team in the prayer meeting. I was telling, I hope you guys, you're, you're coming for the walk. In the Saturday mornings, the pastor... It told people to continue. I opted out. I I part I I I I part company with the walkers and the hikers. <laughs> but but I but I told them I'm still praying. When they are walking and praying, me I'm praying. But I part company with the walking and the hiking because I don't feel like it's my thing. So if you if, if the muskwebens are going to be strengthened there, have mercy on mine, because I'm not walking. <laughs> I'm not walking, I don't. I'm, I do physical exercises, by the way, but I do not like those ones. So there are those that I do. I won't tell you which ones, but I'm fit, okay? Don't worry about my physical stature. But I'm not hiking, and I'm not intimidated by the hikers. So that's okay, but I pray. So to what level do you want to be strengthened? So prayer and worship cannot be done on behalf of anybody. Have you realized that? I'm telling you, you can. Have you ever watched churches? Not this one. Have you ever watched on the TV? There's so much hype there. They are sweating over there, worshiping and praising and there are people there with their hands in the pocket. The same sanctuary, the same spirit is in the sanctuary. The presence of the Lord is there. But at this place, nobody can worship and praise for you. That's why I say there is a place you part company. Mm -hmm. Why? Because it is a deep spiritual process. Prayer and worship is a very deep spiritual process that nobody can do for you. Somebody can pray over you, but they cannot pray for you. You understand? So your pastor can pray for you, over you, but they cannot do the prayer for you. There is an element of prayer that has to come from you. It's the deep communion of the surrender to the, to the lordship of your God. Nobody can do that for you as much as they like you. Okay? So, and, 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 therefore everyone has to, I think that's why Paul was saying that work, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. If it was to be communal, then he would have done it for all of us. Cause him, he was called into, he said, I pray in tongues than all of you. But he still said, you pray your part. Because there is a part, there is a developmental part and process of the spirit that nobody can do for you. No matter how much you like them, they can't do for you. So this is where you get strengthened yourself. It calls for your commitment. Okay? So we could be, then we could be in the same room, exposed to the same word, but our life outcome will be very different depending on what are you doing with the information that you're exposed to and the spirit that you are exposed to. So some are growing strong at an accelerated rate. Some are becoming strong slowly. So I'm still talking about strengthening yourself. Some are running the race. They are, they are growing exponentially. They are growing at a rate, and you're like, how did this happen? Some are becoming strong, but very slowly. They're at their pace. Some are marked timing, year after year, in the same room. And some could be dwindling, but they are physically present in the same room. Why? Because each individual has to decide, how strong do I want to be? In the life of the spirit, how strong do I want to be? Your pastor may wish it so much, but it has to take us to be able to be in the company of those that are world changers. We prayed to be in the forefront. We were told dark days are ahead, but it will not be darkness for the lovers of God. But even then, that love of God has a measure and a push. Why? Because we we see that, that God is uh, uh, is working his faithfulness and is enduring, but there is a commitment from us to cooperate with what he is doing. So my urge to us is that we have to keep praying and we have to keep worshiping and we have to keep loving the word even more than before as we're moving forward. Why? Because we are heavenly minded. Our focus is on the things of the spirit. So to determine, the determiner of each outcome is our heart posture. It's not our physical position. Let that sink in all of us. The determiner of each individual's outcome on the strength of their spirituality is their heart posture it's not their physical position okay so why is our heart posture so important two chronicles 69 in the nlt mm, just the, the first part of it second chronicles 69 it says, <clears throat> "But A, eh, the eyes of the Lord search the whole earth in order to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him. That's the reason. The po- posture of our heart is so critical because God is looking to and fro the whole earth. He's looking for hearts that are committed to him to strengthen them. Remember, our strength will come from him. But then, as we are committed to his will, then we are located. So he locates hearts that have a posture of desire and yearning for him. James will tell us, draw uh, uh, near to me and I will draw near to you. So as we draw near to him, then he is able to draw closer to us. So he's looking for committed hearts. Not that he cannot uh, uh, work with the masses, but it's him who says that not everybody who calls me, Lord, Lord, shall see the kingdom of God. It is those whose hearts are completely sold out and committed to his will. Okay? So to strengthen in this matter, I think it talks about to expose them to, to the supernatural realm. So when God is strengthening us, I think in this context of this word, he's looking for hearts that are committed so that he can expose them to the supernatural realm. Remember, God is looking for people to work with because he has limited himself on this earth. He can't work without his people. And therefore, he wants to open up the supernatural realm to our people that, whose hearts are totally committed okay so once you are exposed to his realm this natural realm of god then you your focus shifts from earthly to heavenly so 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 i would say then the key is to commit our hearts to 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 god to commit our hearts to god to let go of the things that uh, colossians 3 talks about don't be interested in the things of the world. I think there is a way the Passion Translation talks about it, it calls it, don't be distracted. There are distractions. So, when our hearts are committed to God, then He can see that uh, there are people that I can trust with a supernatural life. And, and therefore, He will, our focus, because we taste what the, that life of the supernatural, we have tasted it, all these other things look so useless, non-entities, and you're like, why would I compromise my life for this that I can already see? Because I'm in this realm, I'm seeing the major things, and I'm seeing the eternal things, and I'm seeing the joyful things, and I can tell the life that I want to live forever because I've had a taste of this. Why would this even interest me? You understand? It's like that's what I was trying to tell my friend. Now that you are a born-again Christian and you know what, and you've had a good walk with God, where would you want to go to a concert where all these people are going instead of you inviting all these people to your concert? Or let me call it a worship experience because we don't do concerts. Not that it's evil, but it's like what is there to interest me in the things of the world? I don't find it because it may be done a lot <laughs> and, <laughs> and won the t-shirt. So And I see this is so good. So so we expose our focus shift. And once you taste the supernatural realm, when Pastor, Pastor is talking to us about evil days are coming, we are not shaken that they are coming. They are already here. Do they shake you? No, Because you already know who you believe in. And he says his faithfulness is enduring. So you're not shaken by evil days. In fact, evil days cause you to desire God more. The more darker it becomes, the more you desire God more. Because you've been exposed to his realm of joy and peace and provision and security and all that you need. So the more darker it becomes, you desire God because in that realm you've been exposed to of the heavenly, you see light in the midst of the darkness. So when darkness is feeding the earth, because you're in this realm, you're looking from this realm and you can still see your path is getting brighter and brighter. Isn't it? So you, you darkness is not touching me. And therefore, your uh, your desire becomes more of God, so you become more usable to God because now you can become and collaborate with God to fight the darkness that you can see because you can see it from the realm of and uh, of, of, of the heavens. This is what one Peter three eight says. Then we can pray. One Peter three eight. We will uh, we'll read it in the NLT, please. Mm-hmm. It says, twelve. Sorry, one Peter three. Oh, 8, let's 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 read from eight. Yeah, from there eight to twelve. It says, finally, all of you should be of one mind, sympathize with each other, love each other as brothers and sisters, be tender-hearted, and keep a humble attitude. Don't repay evil for evil. Don't retaliate with insults when people insult you. Instead, pay them back with a blessing. That is what God has called you to do, and he will bless you for it. For the scripture says, if you want to enjoy life and see many happy days, keep your tongue from speaking evil and your lips from telling lies. Turn away from evil and do good. Search for peace and work to maintain it verse 12. The eyes of the Lord watch over those who do right, and his ears are open to their prayers. But the Lord turns his face against those who do evil. So that verse 12 is, is, of course we have seen uh, uh, the context of where we arrived at verse 12, that the eyes of the Lord watch over those who do right. So why do we want to maintain the path of Uh, focusing on heavenly uh, uh, perspective because we want the eyes of the Lord to watch over us. Therefore, doing right is default to us. Loving people is default to us. Speaking the truth is default to us. We made up our mind. We've started with, with prayer and fasting and we have lived; we have consecrated our lives, and therefore we cannot draw back from that consecrated position that we attained. Okay, so we 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 refuse to weaken. In fact, if you read the uh, New King James Version, it titles those scriptures as "Called to Blessing." We are called to blessing. That's what God has called us to: called to blessing. So we refuse to weaken. We refuse to fear. We refuse to be despondent, irrespective of how things look. We refuse to be lazy. We cannot be passive Christians. (laughs) We cannot. No, we cannot. We refuse to be careless also. So that's why the scripture is talking about your words, your actions your relationships. We refuse to be careless. We refuse to be uncertain because we already know, we've been told what is in store for us. Okay? And we refuse to be victims. We do. We refuse to... Be, you know, there are so many Christians who work like victims. <laughs> They're like, I just. If there's a word I dislike, is I just. Because I'm like, no, you can't just just. Your power packed. What do you mean? I just, I just, I just think that's the most uncertain word to me. I'm not an English major, but there are words I eliminate from my dictionary. You can't just say, I just, I, I just, I find it a very defeated posture. Okay? But don't quote me because I'm not an English major. In fact, can't even pronounce correctly, but that's okay. The thing is, We refuse to be victims. We have come out from a a season of empowerment so that we can maintain what we have occupied. So our strength, the Bible told us, is in our prayers and our worship. Okay? You get ready to lead us into worship. We want to worship and pray. You can get ready. Okay? Our strength is in our prayers and our worship. Uh, Why prayer and worship? Because it's the language of the Holy Spirit. And it is the only language that the devil understands to defeat him. Any other language you try to speak to the devil, you can tell him how your mama died 20 years ago. You are an orphan. He doesn't care. He probably played a role in it. (laughs) So, So he's like, why are you empowering me? So the only language defeats him because sometimes we think that the devil is merciful. He's not merciful, so you can't come to him with, uh, you know, uncertainty. And we are, see at least Moses He won't do. So, so those things don't play. They you, they, they can't hold water. The only thing that defeats the devil, the language he understands and he knows it defeats him, is a Christian who is intentional and deliberate and forceful about the life of worship and prayer. Yeah, it, yeah, it terrorizes him. Why? Because you 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 cross thresholds where he doesn't understand what is happening. You cross threshold where the presence of the Lord consummates your life, and it fills your 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 home. And it, by the time you prayed and worship, and prayed and worship, and you wake up tomorrow in tongues. You, when you dream, you dream in tongues. You rise up in tongues. He'll, he, it goes. It's like, oh, this territory is hot. So you burn up your house with your prayers and your worship, okay? I said you get ready. We want to worship and pray. Yeah, you guys, you are the ones who lead us to that place, okay? So tonight I want us to literally just worship and pray. We want to worship and pray. We know how to pray in tongues. We are led by the Spirit of God to pray in tongues. We can do so much damage in the kingdom of darkness. Matthew says that since the days of John the Baptist, the kingdom of God suffers violence, and the violent take it by force. So you, we cannot sit down and think that uh, things are rolling. No, 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 no. Things are rolling because you have strengthened yourself with your prayers and your worship. There are diseases we are fighting. There are territories we are gaining. There are barriers that we are breaking. There are children that we are drawing out of the galleys. You understand? Are so there are. So this has to be our lifestyle. Done this pray what's in your heart. Oh Rabasha Tasa. Oh prasebross. Oh hallelujah. Father, we thank you for your word. Thank you, Lord.
1: Thank you because you say you. that your eyes look to and fro mm-hmm. That you may uh, that you may find whom you may show yourself. Strong, yes, Lord, and this evening, Father, we say, search no more. Yes, Lord. We are here that you may show yourself strong on behalf of our families, on behalf of Garden Estates, yes, Lord, on behalf of this nation, on behalf of the nations, Father. May you find us available. that you may show yourself strong. Mm. May you find willing vessels. Yes, Lord. Vessels mm. that are yielded to your will. Yes, Lord. So, Father, this evening we ask, mm. as, as, as Paul prayed in Colossians 1, mm. that we may, we may be filled with the knowledge of your will. Yes, Lord. In all spiritual wisdom and understanding. This evening we ask for that knowledge of your will the good the perfect the good the pleasing and the perfect will of god and we thank you father that as we grasp your will your word says that we bear fruit and fruit that lasts that father as you find us available Mm. you are you you are causing us to bear fruit Mm. fruit for the kingdom in the name of jesus and we thank you because you've been telling us to focus our eyes on heaven Mm. To focus on heaven, to focus on heavenly perspective, to set our mind our minds on things above. Yes, so this evening, Father, we lift our eyes.
0: Yes, Lord. We
1: lift our eyes and we look. Mm. We look father so that we can live. Yes. We look father so that we can find strength. Yes. Lord. We look father so that we can find your will. Yes, we Lord. look so that we can further be aligned with mm. what you are doing. Thank because you, Lord. Father, you have said in your word, mm. as you are, so are. Mm we in this This world. So, Father, as we look unto Mm, you, mm, we become like you. As we gaze into the mirror, Father, of your word, Mm. we are being transformed Mm. into ever-increasing glory to be like you, Father. So, Father, we Mm. want to be transformed, to be like you, to bear fruit Mm. like you, Father, to be conformed to your will, O Father, to be conformed with what you are doing, O Father. Father, transform us,
0: transform us, transform us this evening in the name of Jesus. As
1: we gaze into your word, Father, we don't want to be those who look into your word and forget. But Father, we gaze into the mirror of your word and are transformed into ever increasing glory to be like you in Jesus name. So Father, thank you. Thank for you, that Lord. heavenly perspective. Thank you, Lord. We take heavenly perspective. Heavenly perspectives, yes, Lord. Yes. Regarding our families. Mm. Heavenly perspective rega- mm. regarding resources. Yes. Heavenly perspective regarding our time. Yes, heavenly Lord. perspective regarding our priorities. Yes, Father, we are setting our priorities. To be aligned with heaven. To be aligned with heaven. To be aligned with, God, with what God is doing in the name of Jesus. So.
0: May your kingdom
1: come. May your will be done in our lives, in our church, Father, as it is in heaven. May your will be done, Father, as we gaze into your your will,
0: Father. May your will be done in this place. And your will be established for your
1: glory. We thank you, Father, for all that you are doing in your church even what you've been doing as we've been praying we continue to lift up your word that the light of the the church shall shine and the light of the church shall not be hidden anymore that father thank you for victory faith light is shining in this area every church in this area is shining for your will in the name of Jesus we thank you father and we praise
0: Jesus in you, name. Lord, hallelujah. Amen. And Father, we thank you for Pastor Davis and Amen. the team that are in Marciabit right now, perpetuating the kingdom of God in breaking the barriers of, of poverty, the barriers of, of, of famine. In that region, oh Lord, yes. that you spotted and highlighted in Pastor Davis and Pastor Carla's heart. Yes. Lord, we are praying tonight the prayer of agreement that the of heaven for uh, digging that well is already uh, known to them oh god and so we declare right now in the name of jesus wisdom knowledge and understanding continue to uh, multiply in their hearts oh god that even the engineers that they are working with everybody that is involved in the digging and of this well and the piping of the water right from the government agencies to to the engineer, to the uh, uh, technicians, oh Lord, to the, the people that will dig the trenches, everybody that is involved in this work, oh God. We sanctify them, our Father, because this is a holy cause. It's a cause of the kingdom of God. So right now, in the name of Jesus, we declare the protection of the blood of Jesus upon pastor, upon the engineers, upon the artisans, upon every individual Oh Lord our God, we call them holy. You told Moses that when we were, you were about to meet the people, that he ought to sanctify them. That God, every person, every item, every article that will be used for this holy work, oh God to the masters use and therefore we thank you Lord uh, God for pastor and his team for uh, just uh, physical strength spiritual strength emotional strength Oh Lord uh, God we bless their labor we bless the works of their hands we bless the food they eat we we bless the drinks they drink we declare angelic ministry surrounding them oh Lord uh, God in whichever direction they drive even when the time is right For them to come back to Nairobi. Oh Lord our God will declare. Safety in the name of Jesus. Tonight in the word of God. You've reminded us that forever. Oh Lord your word is settled in heaven. That word is the blueprint. For everything that earth represents. Because it was created by the word of God so we take the pattern of that word and we speak it over each one of us tonight oh God our hearts are hungry for you Thank you for the faithfulness of this team that keeps coming to this prayer meeting, oh Lord our God. It must be inconveniencing to go through the traffic jams, but the blessing and the benefit of what they do cannot be equated with the inconveniences. So Lord, on behalf of the priests of this house, I'm asking a a prayer of blessing upon your people, oh God. That as they yield and humble their hearts to seek after your righteousness, oh Lord our God, their lives become transformed. Those that are believing you from big time money, we call it available. Those that are believing you, oh Lord our God, for the fruit of every kind, oh Lord, it will be available in their lives. So we declare, oh Lord, that we are growing exponentially we are not marked timing and we will never do it all because we eat from the abundance of the house of the Lord and we drink from the river of your pleasure. We grow, we increase, we break barriers, we pass, uh, 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 surpass boundaries and paradigms as we walk in the life that you have prepared for each one of us to live the good life that you have for us. So thank you for the deposits of your spirit to cause us to be strong, to be counted in the number that will wage warfare and build the kingdom of God in this age that we are in. So we bless you for each one of them, their families, their siblings. Lord, we just command your blessing upon this congregation tonight. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.